The views you are about to hear are the personal views of Kira Lawrence and her guests. They are not necessarily views that are shared by the organisations to which Kira is associated. You're listening to Kira's Pink Sparkle Pod. Kira's Pink Sparkle Pod. Welcome to the next episode of Kira's Pink Sparkle Podcast. And this episode, I am thrilled to be joined by Sean Lloyd. So welcome, Sean. Thank you, Kira. Thank you for the invite. Sparkling in pink. How could I resist? Yes. So I've got my uniform on, got my lovely pink hairband on. So that's my uniform. Very, very nice. My hair's feeling a bit bare in comparison to yours. No worries. No worries. So what I'd like to do is I haven't planned any strict questions because I've done a few interviews now with other guests and I started doing that. But over the last few ones, I've kind of gone, do you know what? Actually, I'm a bit more confident with it now and I know how to do it now. So I thought we'd just have a really natural chat um, and kind of just see how it goes. (laughs) It's a Sunday evening. Let's be relaxed and chat. Brilliant. So my first kind of kind of question is please can you tell me and my listeners a little bit about who you are, about your career, and what you're doing at the moment? So over to you. Okay. Right, I'll try and keep it brief. So um, as you know, my name's Sean. You gave me a lovely uh, introduction. And um, basically, I've always been slightly obsessed with the weather. Mm-hmm. I never dreamt of having a career in weather. I was all set to be a hard-nosed, proper news journalist. Right. And I went to work for the BBC. You know, I had one of their trainee journal- journalism courses. Right. Fantastic random, I have to say. After that, I went to work for Worldwide Television News. Mm-hmm. And at time we were based with ITB, ITN, in fact, up in London, in Wells Street, right. just off Oxford Street. Right. And um, the weather people for ITB were looking for an extra presenter. And as I said, I was all set for a career in journalism. You know, I was going to travel the world to war zones and all the rest of it. But they conned me into screen testing for the weather now, I've always had a really good memory. Kira, it's the only reason I've done well in exams and schools and stuff. Nothing to do with intelligence. Okay. My, my good memory. Okay. And they've got like about 200 people in. And the wow. problem with is, it's a bit like patting your head and rubbing your tummy. Yes. Because you've got to take account of the charts. You see those in the mirror in front of you. But if you see what I mean, it's a reverse mirror image. Right. Plus got to think of what words you're going to say right. plus you think of the next chart plus you've got to keep yourself to two minutes or one and yeah. a half minutes or whatever yeah so people struggling with it me I step in great memory my timing has always been good because I was used to doing reports and just shutting right. up what I was meant to shut up so I think I was the only <laughs> one who managed to hack two minutes without drying up and come out on time so they offered me the job so I 
to make the decision, what do I do, you know? Do I stop my dreams of being a Kate AD and go into weather? That kind of, I suppose, in a way, infotainment part of TV or, or what? So I chose the weather and I chose it thinking, let me do that. I've always been obsessed with the weather. Climate change was just raising its head at that point. It was just becoming a little bit of a thing. Uh, thinking, you know, I can always go back to the hardcore journalist stuff. And of yeah. course, I never did. I loved doing the weather so much. I was there as a fixture on your screens forever. Now, I used to hold the award for being having the best longevity, you know, being the longest yeah. uh, weather presenter. I think, I might be wrong, but I think my friend Carol Coco might just put me... I, oh, um, she's lovely. Oh, she's so nice. <laughs> Fabulous, yeah. Oh. That crown has okay. perhaps gone, but, okay. you know, I, I just loved, loved doing the weather. And, of course, you know, when I started doing the weather, we were just tagged on to news bulletins, basically. Yeah. By the time I finished doing the weather, we, the weather, made the headlines because of everything that's happened, because of climate change and because of our topsy-turvy weather conditions in the meantime. So I think I chose, I think, 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 <laughs> I chose the right, the right yeah, career. Great. Excellent. Because now I was born in 1979. So I grew up in the 80s and 90s. So obviously, I recognise you from the weather. So I would have seen you on the weather. And, I was, and of course, I've heard your name over the years. And so I was like, cool, when I was kind of researching people for my podcast, and I was like, oh yeah I remember her and like I remember she seemed really <laughs> lovely so I'll try her and see if she says yes so I was really <laughs> pleased when you did so thank you amazing oh how could I resist your invite and on a Sunday evening look at me in my rock I know you look out as anything yeah <laughs> so I mean like what has the last year been like for you? Like with the coronavirus pandemic, obviously it's been different for everybody. Like how, how have things been for you at home? Like, have you been able to work? I, I have, I'm a journalist, so I can do a lot of work from home. Um, I've been incredibly lucky. It's not affected me in a bad way at Great. all. I love the countryside, the green, yeah. green grass of home. I love Aww. I love writing, I love yeah. communicating, and I've been able to do all that. Great. Some work I've lost. Um, I was, for instance, doing a series, a worldwide series on climate change, okay. literally going everywhere on earth and filming the, the effects okay. um, of climate change. So I lost a trip to Antarctica. Oh and no. Like that. But that compared to what a lot of people have suffered is, is, is yeah. absolutely nothing. It's, it, yeah. it's by the by. So for me personally, you know, speaking on quite a selfish note, mm. the slowing down was brilliant for me and I loved life in the slow lane. It's something I'd never done in all my years of career. Great. I got to read more, you know, all those books that pile up on your bedside table yeah. and you get through them. Or you maybe you start them and just shove them to one side. Yeah. I actually plowed my way through just some great books. I saw some wonderful films that I'd always intended seeing and hadn't done before, you know, Curzon cinema and stuff like that. I cooked, oh my God, I cooked for Wales. <laughs> um, what did they talk about? They talked about the COVID 10, the 10 pounds that yeah. every 
put on to yeah I I, I think I me. added to that a little bit as well so yeah um join the gang yes join lots gang. of lots of cakes and lots of buns that was me that's exactly what I did muffins I am Mary Mary's my middle name I am Mary Muffin because I am the queen of muffin blue muffins three cheese muffins red muffins well coffee muffins I'm gonna have to taste them you're gonna have to send them to me like and like I'll have to taste them <laughs> it's quite good. I reckon oil is the secret not butter okay. <laughs> you know Oh my goodness, the ice cream I made. You would not believe how many played this ice cream. Nigella, Nigella Lawson's got a great recipe for coffee ice cream, which I adapted for all the other flavours. One point, I was making three lots of ice cream a week with condensed milk and double cream. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> what's your favourite flavour, though? Oh, that's so different. Oh, difficult. Um, oh, salted caramel I love. Uh, amaretto I love. Lemon, oh my goodness, I make okay. an ice cream that's about a million calories a spoonful. It's made with lemon curd, condensed milk and double cream. <laughs> nice. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Just give me a Ben and Jerry's pot and I'm away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Do you know, the, the best job I've ever had in my whole life was um, I went over to New England um, to do some filming for an airline. Okay. And one of the things I did was visit the original Ben and Jerry's factory. Oh, amazing. All the flavors. Amazing. Because, um, so I work for a charity called Mencap, which is a learning yeah. disability charity. And our CEO, she worked with somebody who worked for Ben and Jerry's. And she went and did a talk at one of their conferences. And she got a whole load of free ice cream. And I was like, really? one day you're going to have to bring them to Mencap and literally like we'll all sit there <laughs> eating ice cream. Amazing. Well, well, that that will make all the meetings and all the gatherings go with a bang, wouldn't it? Oh, um, that would be amazing. I'd literally sit there not paying attention. I'd be like, yeah, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> well, you would have loved the factory visit I did with the tastings because over there they have... Um, Flavours that we don't have in this country. Okay. You know, we've got a certain amount of, you know, we've got the Rainforest Crunch and the Cookie Dough. We've got all those, haven't we? Yeah. Over there, they've got all sorts of, you know, pistachio and roasted almond. We don't get that here. Ooh. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think I'd have to go many, many walks to walk those off. Well, the way I am at the moment, I've got to run up Everest and back twice a day in order to shift anything, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Um, my mum my and I went for afternoon tea because it was my mum's birthday recently. So I bought her from this website called buyagift.co.uk. I bought an afternoon tea as a little treat for my mum. So we went yeah. last week and we had chocolate brownies. We had scones with cream and jam. Mm. We had these gorgeous, like, little fruit mousses in bowls. Like, by the end of it, I was just like, I cannot eat. Another thing, like, we were stuffed. Like, it was very <laughs> lovely, but, like, yeah. <laughs> we were down by the You should end. have asked for a doggy bag. I'm a great believer in doggy bags. We did. Yeah. We did? did, actually. We brought well some of the little things home with us and had it in the evening and, like, ah. with a cup of tea. <laughs> But don't you agree? Isn't tea the most civilised of all the meals? Isn't tea yeah. just the best? Oh, yeah. Tea's the best. 
Oh yeah. yeah. I remember being a kid and being on holiday and it was, I think it was called high tea and you'd have yes. it at like four o'clock or five o'clock and yes. like then the parents eat later and you'd yeah. be like, I'm so used to eating early now. Like I, I prefer to eat early than I do late because then I don't sleep. So Same. I was going like five o'clock, six o'clock is dinner time or tea time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> High tea makes me think of a one time in my life I was going to Scotland quite a lot. Okay. And uh, High tea is big in Scotland, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. And it's a property, like, I don't know, like a big Welsh rabbit, you know, cheese mm. on toast. Mm. poached haddock with a poached egg or something yeah. it's a real serious thing serious nice thing. with you I like eating yeah. early yeah. you know yeah. you, you've digested the food and the evening's ahead of you and it's probably good for yeah. the body yeah we've just actually finished our dinner actually we just had spaghetti bolognese <laughs> my hubby cooked tonight and it was very yummy so yes <laughs> nice well yeah. snap I'm about to have meatballs with the spaghetti very nice very Great nice. <laughs> Excellent. Very nice. So, um, so I thought I'd kind of sort of just tell you a little bit about what I do. So, um, as Good. I said, um, I work for Mencap, which is the UK's leading learning disability charity. That's yeah. the script out the way. Um, yeah. so, um, <laughs> yes, I know Mencap is a great yeah, charity. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've worked for them for 19 years. Um, wow. sort of part of the old furniture now. <laughs> I don't look old enough to have worked anywhere for 19 years. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of hair oh. colour. It's a lot of hair colour. <laughs> okay, um, and so, you obviously enjoy working with them. Yeah, yeah, I do, because I have a learning disability. Um, It's a huge spectrum, so it can go from mild to very severe, but I'm on the mild end. So yeah. I'm personally passionate about it. I'm professionally passionate about it. Um. But when you have a learning disability, it's much harder to get to do the things you want to do. Um, and I'm now married. I live in my own home. I have a career. Like, my life has totally changed because of Mancap. They've given me Good. so many opportunities. They've given me a job, a career. And I'm such a better person because of it. And I've learned actually... I can do things, I can achieve, I can do all these Good. amazing things. So over lockdown, I was furloughed for a little while from Mencap and I kind of got quite frustrated. So one day, one of my friends said, why don't you watch Michelle Obama's podcast? Because it's quite good. It um, is. And so then I watched Michelle's and I was like, wow, like, this is incredible. Like, yeah. And then my friend said, why don't you do your own podcast? You could interview people. You could talk about having a learning disability and your experiences and about your career and kind of meet new people. Um, so I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. So I saved up a bit of money. I bought myself a lovely little like microphone kit, which is very Wow, swish. look at that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I got myself a Zoom account. And so now I've done about 30 interviews. Um, so I've had TV presenters, other TV presenters. I've had some other journalists. I've had Krishna and Guru Murthy already. 
I used to work with him. I know him because, of course, ITV does the Channel 4 News. Yeah. He was lovely. Like, he Excellent. was so, so sweet. Um, I'm hoping Jon Snow, I've asked him, so I'm hoping he will say yes once he's li- once he's kind of left Channel 4 News because he's, you know... You were always a channel... You're a Channel 4 News viewer, are you, by the yes. sound? Yes. yes. So um, I've asked him, so I'm just waiting to hear from his people whether he wants to do it or not, but I'm I'm hoping. Um well, yes, so, of course, because he's retiring. Yes. yes. He's retiring um, before long. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and his partner and him had a baby earlier this year. So he's been very busy. Um, so yeah, hopefully at some point he will hopefully he will say yes. Um, and then I've had other kind of disability campaigners. Um, and they all have kind of different disabilities and that's been amazing so I've had a really lovely diverse kind of set of guests um, Good. and not just like people who are white people who are from different backgrounds Good. and I I really want people to go wow she's really thought of diversity um so my aim at first of this was to raise awareness of learning disability but actually over time it's become much more of a thing of actually I want you know I want to understand where you come from and I, I want to understand about you know black and min- minoric ethnic I probably got the I probably got that the wrong way around sorry don't um, worry but, but like, I get the message you're interested in people from all sorts of different backgrounds yeah, races, yeah. Breeds, what, what whatever excellent yeah. so yeah oh, so, that's great that, that yeah. that's fantastic um, and also it's lovely because my first cousin is in an Irish rock band called U2. I don't know if you're a U2 fan. <laughs> that little known rock band. Um, so my first cousin is The Edge. He's the, he's the main guitar player in U2. So a couple of weeks ago, we filmed a podcast interview together. So he was at home in Ireland. I was at home here and we did it over Zoom. And I literally pinned him down at home, which was amazing to get his time on his own. And we did it. <laughs> and I released it, released it now two weeks ago. And literally the press were like wow this is amazing like the press were lovely about it like you know I was really worrying because obviously you know I do press for work because I'm a mencap media spokesperson so I'm used to being in newspapers and doing quotes but I'm not used to being I'm not I'm not famous I you know I'm I'm not in that world and so when my re- friend rang me and she said, you're in the Irish sun. And I was like, what? <laughs> and like, she read me the story and then she sent it to me. And I was like, he's been really lovely about me. Like as a person with a learning disability, because I obviously know that the media sometimes, sometimes get it wrong. And they say learning disability is this or learning disability is that. And it's like, I really hope they said it right. And they did. So I was like, brilliant. So, yeah, it was really lovely. And I got in the sun over here as well and in a few other kind of online columns and stuff. So, yeah, it's been really well received. So I'm now famous. I was going to say they don't get much bigger than the (laughs) edge, you know. That is, wow, an icon, an absolute icon. How fantastic. 
I hope you can get free tickets for concerts at some I point. Do get, I do get VIP when you two are playing in London. Wow. I do go VIP. And it's lovely because last time um, Kylie Minogue went to their concert in London as a guest of theirs. And she's been my idol since I was nine years old. <laughs> and they set up for me to meet her backstage. And she was so lovely. And it was just me and her and her manager. And we sat down on this sofa and we chatted. And it was like chatting to my best friend. There was no I'm me. There was no I'm special. It was literally her and me. And it was amazing. Like we only had 10 minutes, but boy, that 10 minutes went fast. Oh my God, that is lovely. Well, a Welsh girl, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The Celtic connection again. Yeah. There you go. That's why you felt so that you knew her so well. Your Welshness, so Welshness. That lovely story to hear. How fantastic! They often say, "Don't meet your heroes," but clearly now it was with you. You met her and you were wowed. Yeah. And what I really want is I don't want people to just see me as a person who has a learning disability because that that is just one side of me i want yeah. people to see kira who loves kylie kira who loves music kira, kira yeah. who loves you know interviewing celebrities kira who loves her work and there's so many other sides to me i'm also now um an ambassador for a women's health charity called joe's cervical cancer trust because, oh, I've not heard of that. Yeah. Um, so they are a gyne cancer awareness charity. They're based in London um, because, sadly, three years ago, um, my cousin-in-law, Amy, she was diagnosed with cancer and she was only 48. Oh. And no age at all, newly married, Oof. and oh. she was diagnosed and sadly, she lost her battle two days before Christmas 2018. Oh, and no. for a long time, I had put off going for a smear test. And I'd got the letters, I'd, I'd been invited, and I literally had shoved them in drawers and gone, I'm going to forget about it. Like, no, do. I'm not going to go. Yeah. So I promised her I would go and do something about it. And I did. I went for a smear test. And then I made a video afterwards about my own experience. And I said yeah. to other women in this video, if I can go and if it isn't as bad as I thought it would be, and I didn't feel that, then other women should go. And so I put this video out on social media and it's had 14,000 views now, which is just incredible. Do you know, that's fantastic. And also, you could end up saving lives yeah. by putting a video yeah. like that out. Um, yes, no, I'm very keen on the whole cervical smear thing. And the yeah. National yeah. Health in Wales are superb. They chase you up and make yes. you go, you know. Yeah. Um, well done, you. That, 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 that's, and it's something that ought to be talked about and discussed. Excellent. Definitely. So then Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust found my video on social media and yeah. they contacted me to a men cap and were like, we want to speak to Kira, please. And so we met with them and they said, we've never worked with anyone who has a learning disability before. And so my role 
part of my role as being an ambassador is encouraging women with a learning disability like me to go and have them done. So I'm Good. really proud. So again, that's another arrow to my bow or bow to my arrow. I never get, quite get <laughs> these phrases right, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's fantastic that you've yeah. done that. So, so what you're doing, I guess, to be honest, in all my communications with you before that and talking with you now, uh, a learning yeah. disability doesn't even figure in my brain, in my mind, uh, yeah. about in any case. So what you're doing is the wonderful thing of um, not making an issue out of your uh, what you call your learning disabilities, yeah. Yeah. because, goodness, yeah, they're, they're certainly not to the fore. And even if that was the case, it's so important in society that we have that we realize that people from all sorts of areas of disabilities and cultures and backgrounds are there together. And I think it's fantastic, fantastic yeah. you doing that. So especially with the um with the cervical smear thing. Because it's not talked about often enough that. No, no, and you know, obviously Jake Goody, obviously sadly yes. she lost her battle. And when she died, obviously the numbers went up because she'd left this legacy behind of go and have them. But yeah. the numbers have gone down. I'm sure, because that was a wee while ago now, wasn't yeah. it? Um, mm. So there's been campaigns to kind of say to women, go and have them, they're really important, they'll save your life. Yeah. Um, so I did some research and I found out that women with learning disabilities are stopped from going because the medical Why? health staff don't understand them. They treat them differently. They don't communicate with them properly. And sadly, through my work, people with a learning disability have died because doctors oh, no. and nurses, they don't know what a learning disability is. They don't know how to kind of treat people, to speak to them. Um, and a lot of times it's put down to their learning disability when actually oh. all they needed to do was look at their information. Um, yeah. And that, a lot of times that's, that doesn't happen. So oh. I've been doing a piece of work with Joe's Trust where we've created a really easy accessible guide that's now been published yeah. online, which is brilliant, saying Excellent. this is what will happen when you go. This is what happens during. This is what yeah. happens after. And I've had women writing to me going, thank you. You've helped me explain to my daughter or yeah. I've been able to explain to the person I support about this. Excellent. Because... Yeah. You're, you're so right to have done that because yeah. it's the fear of the unknown yeah. that stops people from going. And if you're prepared, that's half yeah. the battle, isn't it? Yeah. If you're prepared and you know what to expect, you're halfway there. That, yeah. that, that sounds really good. I, I love that up, actually, that guide. Yeah. Um, and then last year in lockdown, I was very proud to be asked to be a patron of a fantastic disability dance charity called Dance Syndrome. 
And so they have a group of dancers who all have different disabilities, learning disabilities. Some people have autism, some people are wheelchair users, some people have other physical disabilities. And they go out and they perform at conferences, at events, at meetings. And obviously, sadly, during the pandemic, they couldn't do that. Instead, they ran online workshops weekly for people to join in online with them. And, yeah. and they're doing really well. So I've got asked to be a patron, which I was very proud of. Um, so now I've got another charity I have to promote now, which is wonderful. Um, You're not going to have any time to do anything. <laughs> so yeah. You, so yourself, you dance. I do a little bit. I dance from my handbag. <laughs> dance from my handbag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like dance around the lounge at the moment yeah nice <laughs> yeah I love my music I I love like cheesy yeah. cheese like S Club 7 and Kylie like that's my favorite what's your okay, so very different from your cousin's music yes very from the U2 yes. stuff yeah I'm more with your cousin's music I have okay to okay I do and like I some of with Envy at you the thought of all those concerts you've been to <laughs> I'm very lucky, like, you know, I do like you too. I have to like you too, because obviously the family yes. connection, I do have to like them. I, your DNA I do, to but, like them. Yeah, <laughs> I like some of their songs, so I do dance around them to around them at home. I actually bought an Alexa um, a couple of weeks ago, so now I get to shout at Alexa to put my music on, which is lovely. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have, I've resisted Alexa up until now, but I can see the joy and beauty and the ease yeah. of doing that nice <laughs> yeah what's your kind of favorite music like what do you like listening to oh do you know I literally like a bit of everything I really do so, so I'm, I'm by that I mean everything from um Tom Waits through to the Pretenders you two the Beatles Bach, Beethoven yeah male, Welsh male voice choir you cannot beat yeah. you know singing Mavano or something yeah um, Abba to dance to yes, Abba, yeah. Huge eclectic mix, you know. I was waiting on the phone. You know what it's like nowadays. You can never get anyone on the phone, can you? You have to wait at least forty minutes because everyone's working from home. Yeah. I was on the phone to IKEA, and they just played all the Abba hits. So that Amazing. made me less irritating that I had to wait for an hour, five minutes because they <laughs> went to Abba. So I sometimes. <laughs> Like, yeah that's the way isn't it like every time like I get a break between meetings I'm like I'll just put some music on just to kind of have five minutes out and then you forget you're about to go into another meeting and you're like you're still like singing along and like you're going to the meeting and you're like oh sorry I was just like singing along to this song and I totally forgot <laughs> <laughs> well where would we be without our music exactly. you know Exactly. It? And it makes life more pleasurable and more meaningful. It's exactly essential for me. Exactly. I know too about the sun. Exactly. And tell me a little bit about your family. Like, um, do you have much family in Wales, or what? What's your family like? Um, yes. Sadly, my mother. You were talking about um, charity work, which made me think of Parkinson's. Now, I do lots of work for Parkinson's because my mother very sadly died of Parkinson's uh, two years ago. Oh, I'm so. Sorry. You know, oh, thank you. You know what it's like. If that charity means something for you, yeah. which you know, your work clearly does, yeah. you go out of your way, don't you, to do it because yeah. there's that personal connection and yeah. that, that, that meaning. 
So I do a lot with, with Parkinson's. So daddy is on his own. Okay. So, um, so I care for him as well. Um, and it's very, very difficult when a couple have been together for so long and done everything together, you know, mm. you try and fill the gap, but you're never going to fill that gap yeah. in that way. So I just try my best to chivvy him on, to, to take him out, to do stuff with him. But sadly, he's got a leg injury at the moment, which isn't great. Um, like me, he loves his food, so I try and make any treat of taking him out involve food, you know, be it tea or a nice lunch at the beach or, or, or something like that. So I've got daddy there. Um, Kerry, my sister, lives in France, so mm-hmm. sadly haven't seen her since, um, well, since the lockdown. Right. Actually with me um, in Gower about... Well, the day, the day the lockdown was announced and then she managed to get a cabin to get back to France right. the very next day. So what was that? That was March, wasn't it? March. That was March, yeah. Yeah. I so was... haven't seen Kerry since then. Oh, do you, do you think you'll be able to in the, in, like, do oh. you think you'll be able to soon or like, have you got your plans? You know, I don't know because I was listening to Simon Calder on Radio 4 this morning and he says, you know, in theory, you should be able to go to France, but of course, yeah. it's not very easy to do so. You've got to do a million tests, and yeah. I don't think our trip would be regarded as essential because France is amber. So I'm crossing everything because I want to take Daddy over there to see Kerry and to see her yeah. new house that she's moved into, you know, and he's 89, yeah. so I really want to make it a special trip. So there's that. And then I've got a brother, David, who lives in Bath. Okay. And loves loves being there, and um, I've seen him a few times, but right. obviously far fewer times than normal. But at least I have seen him a few right. times during lockdown. But then there were months when we weren't able to see him even. Yeah, because I'm daddy's so I'm daddy's primary so so care, okay. you would say. So that's that's my position. But then you know I wouldn't have it any other way to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So um so there's that. Um, and then, of course, I've got lots of friends, but it's just been such an odd year, hasn't it, from the point yeah. of view of seeing people. Normally, I'm in London a lot of the time, but yeah. I've not been there very much at all. Recently, I did a job for Netflix and I was in London. And oh, wow. I love there. Netflix. We've got Netflix. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I do love it. I do. I've worked my way through so many Netflix series. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, I think we watch Bridgerton. We watched yes, Crown. Loved it. Loved it. We, um, and there's another really big one. I think we watched most of the big ones over lockdown. Like we sat down together, me and my husband, to watch those. And we loved those. We loved the crown. Like Oh, the crown was superb. Yeah. Because really um, I've actually met our Mencap Royal patron, who is Sophie Wessex, Edward's wife. Right, yes, I've, I've met her, yes, nice. And she's been lovely, like, I think I've met her, like, three, three or four times I've met her, and she's been so lovely, and um, before her, we had the Queen Mother, um, and obviously, it was interesting, because the Queen had two cousins who had a learning disability, and they were both in a long-stay hospital institution, Yes, that's in and there the was an episode. Yes, yeah. Do you remember? That yes. was one of the most fascinating episodes of The Crown. Yes, yeah. I remember thinking I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, obviously, 
the Queen Mother was patron. I think she sadly died in the early days of my career, so I didn't get to meet her. But I didn't know about that at all. So when it no. came out, we were all like, we did not know that. Like nobody in Mancap knew that. So that was a real surprise. Really anyone knew it, actually. Um, so, you know, it's really great that it's out there now and kind of it's, I'm so glad like things have moved on and like, it was really yes. nice. I think it was done really positively. It was shown really positively, um, which was great. And, you know, they even came to Mencap and they said, look, we want to do this episode and what do you think? And that was really great. That's um, impressive. So, yeah, um, you know, it's really great because then I get to meet these people from production companies and I get to advise them and I get to sort of say, oh, this is what I think and this person would say that or they might not say that or they might not be like that. Um, and I've done it with quite a few TV shows now, um, which I love and, like, you know, it's brilliant when they finally understand because they come in with a totally different understanding. But when they meet us, they kind of go, actually, we got that wrong. Like, we should have come from the beginning to you. Um, so part of my job, that is, which I love doing now, um, I get to say my views, which is fantastic. It's part of my career. Um, I've even worked with probably one of your lovely colleagues, Mary Nightingale. Do you probably oh, know yes. Mary? Of course I know yes, Mary. Probably you know Mary. I, I, know. I worked with Mary for years. Yes. Oh, she's lovely, isn't she? Totally. And what, what did you do with Mary? Um, so about 10 years ago, Mencap had a photography competition called Snap. And the aim of the competition was for people with a learning disability to take photos of the things that they love doing and... Right and of people with a learning disability. So the photos would be taken, they'd come to Mencap, we'd have a really well-known panel of judges who would then judge all the photos and put them into categories. Rankin was one of them, very well-known photographer. Yeah. And so then all the winners came to London and we had a lovely winners event at the V&A Museum in Kensington. Oh, and so part of my job was writing to celebrities to ask them to come to the event to help present the awards to the winners. And Lovely. one of ours was Mary, actually. Um, and I got to look after her for that evening. And she was absolutely lovely like I absolutely adored like seeing her and meeting her so if you ever say speak to her say hello from Kira from Mencap I, I, I will I will and her husband is equally lovely in fact he runs a film production company you know he, Great. he does videos and stuff oh that's that's lovely to yeah. hear so, and yeah. DNA in Kensington is such a special place isn't oh, it? it is it is like it was it's in this terrific gorgeous place. room it's, yeah, it was exactly so. And award ceremonies there are yeah. best. But of course, we've yeah. missed that, haven't we? We've gone a year yeah. and more without any of that. Yeah. So um, I don't know whether you agree, but award ceremonies on Zoom are not the same, are no. they? You know, no, no, no. Because um, this year, 
Um, I've actually made the Sure Trust Power List 100, which I'm very proud about. And it's a list of the top 100 influential disabled people in England. Um, and I got an email Love. last week. Thank you. Um, and they said normally, obviously, there would be some kind of event for all the people yes, that are on the list. But obviously, yeah. sadly, it probably won't be till next year now. Um, well, I hope you do get an event that you can go yeah. to next year. That is so, so I hope so. You know, you need to market, don't you, with yeah. something very special. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I put it out on my social media. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I put the news out on my social media. So I put a post out on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram and everything I'm on. And like my mum sent me the text going, I've just seen your news. I'm really proud of you. And like obviously my mum's friends with me on Facebook. So like I had to tell her first. And so like <laughs> it's lovely because I've got an older brother who doesn't have a learning disability, but I yeah. I love him dearly. We're very close. We're only two years apart in age. He's called Hugh, actually. Um, ah, he he's one Welsh of, way. Yeah, H-U-W. H-U-W. Yeah, he's got Welsh because my dad's Welsh. Yeah, so he's H-U-W. So, like, it was lovely. Like, he sent me a really lovely message just saying... I'm, you know, I'm really proud of you. I'm not surprised that you've made the list this year. Like you've done so much. And then my mum texted me and my auntie texted me and like the whole family. And, you know, again, for me, I, I don't want to be remembered as, you know, that person with a learning disability. I want to, I want to shine as Kira who achieves lots of things, but just sometimes needs a bit more support sometimes or needs a bit more help sometimes and you know I I'm very proud of that so hopefully at some point I'll get a copy of the list I think it's coming out in October so a little while away but yeah <laughs> I think that's fantastic yeah. and that's really admirable to be on a power list whoa don't think I've ever been on a power list in my life for anything <laughs> yeah that's no great. so yeah. yeah so um is it so what are your hobbies? Like when you're not working, what are your hobbies? <laughs> oh, I've got lots of hobbies. Um, chess. Hang on. Can you see that I've got my chess oh, board here? Yes. Yes. Are your chess board? Wow. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. You can see it. Play chess. And of course, lockdown has been brilliant for improving my chess. Excellent. Good. Chess. So Great. That's one of my... Did you, is that, and did you watch that on Netflix? Yes. Yes. Yes, great? that was amazing. That. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Amazing. Uh, so chess, uh, cook, cooking, cooking, cooking yeah, be one of my biggest. And I read so much about food, you wouldn't believe it. On the coffee table in front of me here now, I've okay. got one, two, three, including the new Nigella Lawson okay. book, all to do with food. My um, bookshelves are in the corner there. And there's an Ottolenghi cookbook just staring okay. at me at the top of the pile there. Great. I've got Delia, I've got Nigel Slater, I've got Jamie. Brilliant. I've got, got it all. all. And I do a mishmash of everything. Although Nigella, I think, is my first love and Great. fulfills me completely on the food front because she cooks with masses of butter and cream. And that's me. I love my Great. butter you know Fantastic. and she does care about the calories and she does care about the washing up and not creating too much yeah so yeah, 
cooking and food, eat, eating out. Um, so during lockdown, you've probably done the same. I've tried to support lo local companies, small yeah. artisan companies, you know, maybe for local meat, for local vegetables, um, maybe even a local chip shop that, that might be doing, um, there's one locally that does incredibly beautiful, tasty curried fish mm. food stuff, you know, mm. people do that, or I don't know whether you do the same. Yeah, we do, if yeah. have a Sunday lunch delivered, yeah. Yeah. you know, all that. Yeah, yeah we so did I've, that. I've done we a did lot that. of that. Excellent. Um, readings and films have always been big hobbies of mine. Um, and I'm glad I've got back to the whole thing of reading that I tended to neglect, but now that's back full time with lockdown. I've got back yeah. into good habits there. Brilliant. Films is a huge thing of mine. Music we were talking about. You know, the more, the more, the merrier. Yeah. So, so that's why, in many ways, I was privileged and didn't suffer with lockdown because I think if you're interested in lots of things, yeah, there's never a dull moment, really, is there? Mm. Mm. You know, you you can yeah. be fulfilled so easily with a book, with a film, with a piece of music. Um, yeah. Whilst, of course, appreciating that maybe for other people it's not not so easy to yeah. by themselves. I mean, I yeah. don't your feelings yeah. about that. I mean, do you ever get bored or...? I do. Like, I don't yeah. like being on my own a lot. Like, I, I, I tend to get quite fed up when I'm on my own. I don't like being on my own. I have to be okay. doing something. I have to be meeting someone. I like I love keeping busy. So with my podcast, that's been keeping me going in the evenings. That's been lovely. Great. Um, How does your husband feel about that? Your husband never gets to see you in the evening. Yeah, no, he's happy because he works in the evenings. Obviously, he's at home tonight. Oh. He's next door, but I banished him to the bedroom yeah. while I was doing this. So, yeah. <laughs> He's been banished. Yeah, he was banished the other room. Um, what, what, does, what does he do, Kira? So he works for Royal Mail. Oh, wow. He works in a depot. So um, when when all the mail comes into the depot, they go into these big, long machines called... Oh, I forgot the name of them. But they're long machines, and basically they read the postcode and then they all get sorted into boxes and then they yeah. all get bagged up and off they go again. So he works on the machine. So he's a machine kind of- For the letters, worker. not the parcels. The letters are both, both. Both, yeah. both. Yeah. Well, I bet they've been busy then during- Yeah, lockdown. very busy. That's gone on with parcels and stuff. Oh, he was a key worker right from the off. So he yeah. was working every day. So when I was furloughed, sitting on the sofa in my PJs, going, "What do I do now?" He was off working, <laughs> so it was it was quite hard for him because he really felt for me. But then in June, um, when I was brought back to work, I was like, "Thank God for that!" Like I cannot wait to get like, get back into my job and like see everybody. And it's been all virtual, which has been a challenge. Yes, and Zoom Teams everything like you have to really listen you yes have to really focus um but the good news is is I got an, I got a message from my manager the other day and he said I can go back to the office in London on the 19th of July so oh, I've literally counting down the weeks now I'm like <laughs> I bet I bet you are yeah how fantastic. Where is the office in London? I don't think I've been to the Men Cafe. Hey. 
so it's so it's on the corner of Golden Lane and Old Street. So I know, I know Old Street really well. I was there the other day. Yeah. Yes. At so the, um, so we're literally on the corner of Golden Lane. So where it meets Barbican, yeah. we're literally just around the corner. Very pretty yeah. area around there, isn't yeah, it? Oh, it's very it's nice. Very trendy, Wendy, at the moment. Yes. So I cannot oh, wait to go back and see everybody. So yeah, I'm very excited. And obviously we'll all still have to social distance and we'll all have to wear masks and, you know, it won't be the same as it yeah. was before. But no. do you know what? I feel it's the biggest reward for the last year. I feel it like it's time. And I, yes, as much as I've enjoyed being at home, I can't wait to get back, have a bit of, normality get back into the office and see my friends again you know see yes. my desk again and I know that sounds really silly but like I'm actually quite excited about seeing my desk um <laughs> and, yeah um and yeah. you know I didn't think I would miss commuting into London I don't uh, I yeah. don't miss the commuting bit but I miss I think I miss seeing the site. So I I normally get a train from Epsom. So I'm in Epsom in Surrey. I'm okay, near where the Derby I know Epsom, is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I get a train into Waterloo, and then my bus goes over Waterloo Bridge, up through Hoburn, and up to Old Street. So yeah. I really miss seeing like the eye in the morning and like the yes. House of Parliament in well, the background. Totally. And when I was back up there the other day, that's exactly how I felt. Those iconic yeah. sites. And you're yeah. so right. And you do all those lovely sites if that's yeah. your route. Yeah. You've got the yeah. eye, the river, the National Theatre. Yeah. You've yeah. got all that, haven't you? The bridges. Bridges. I miss the bridges actually of all things because they're so gorgeous aren't they those bridges crossing the river and Bless the river them. is just the best thing yeah. isn't it um, oh well I hope you have an amazing time when you go back will there yeah. be you staff wise or will it be the full quota of people so apparently from what our facilities managers are saying is they can only have up to about 25 people per day um oh, so we'll have what would you normally be about there's in the building, there's about 200 staff overall in the building. Oh, my gosh. So we have four That's... floors. So campaigns and projects, programs, media on, are on the first floor, where I am. Then we have the admin, HR, payroll, mm -hmm. second floor. So all the important backroom people are on second. Then we have the big fundraising events team and fundraising uh -huh. team on third. Yes. And then the fourth is like the canteen, like the staff area. And it's really nice. Um, oh, so, yeah, I cannot wait. But, yeah, I think the limit is so like, far fewer of you, aren't there? Yeah. Far fewer than normal. Yeah. But yeah. that's the price you yeah. pay, I suppose, and, for, you know, you back. You know, oh. So Lovely. I'm really that'll be a red letter day that 19th of July. Yeah. I'm literally be like <laughs> you commute back. <laughs> yeah. Um I actually did a train commute locally the other day just to get back on the train, just to see a train again. So I went and met a friend for coffee and we went for a bit of a walk, like a kind of walk and talk. And there was literally two people in the same cabin as me on the train. But when I went into the train station to go and buy my ticket. I went up to the counter and I was like, 
I had totally forgotten the names of the tickets, like returns or singles or whatever. Oh, yeah, because you hadn't done it for so long. I hadn't yeah. done it for so long. So yeah. I went up to the man and I said, um, excuse me, um, like, can I have like an adult return, like from there to there, please? And he went, <laughs> he went, he kind of looked at me and he went, what do you mean adult? And I said, adult return. And he went, what yeah. do you mean by adult? And I went, oh, sorry, like what I mean is all, all I want is a return from there to there. That's all I want. And he... I kind of I think he clocked that I hadn't done it for a little while and I you know yes. totally slipped out my head yeah. so like then he was like I think I know what you want now so like he printed the ticket and I pay for it and got on the train and <laughs> like this is so bizarre like you know I'm so glad I've done this to kind of just get back into it a um, good practice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm having another one next week just to kind of get that bit more confidence about doing it, again, which I'm looking forward That's to. That's a really yeah. good idea to do yeah. that, to do a yeah. little dry run or several dry runs before yeah. you do the big thing on the 19th. Yeah, so I'm really... You I'm on really the 19th. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, I love musical theatre. I'm a huge West End show fan. Lovely. So yeah. I cannot wait to get inside the theatre again. I've missed I it bet. so much. So yeah. Yeah. I bet. And I agree with you, especially with musical theatre, because yeah. I've watched a few things, um, you know, theatrical stuff yeah. on, on, on the computer. It's not the yeah. being in a live no. theatre. But no. especially with musical theatre, because it's all that dancing and everything that's going on, isn't it? Yeah. And the enormity of it all that envelops you like a big hug, doesn't yeah. it? You know? It does. The sound it's a musical yeah. theatre. It has to be done live. Yeah, what so I can't wait to go and see my favourite ones. Yeah. yeah, can't wait to go see my favourite ones again. So, like, that's going to be a treat. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Anyway, can I say thank you so much? And it's been yeah. really lovely to meet you. Like, honestly, like, I've you really too. enjoyed ch chatting. So, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been absolutely lovely. You're listening to Kira's Pink Sparkle Pod. Kira's Pink Sparkle Pod. This podcast was written and produced by Kira Lawrence and edited by John Andrews.